Good morning and welcome to The Breakfast Show. You are listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8 or 88 on the Faith FM network. And you are joined by Danuta and my fabulous co-host, Lawson. Lawson, how are you today? I am so good. And to be introduced as fabulous. I mean, in oh. what's a, what is it like? The, well, fabulous is usually an adjective that we throw on things that we think are good or great or stylish. Or But you are. You are so good. You've oh, been here for wow, several wow. years oh. and like you just bring so much to the show. <laughs> you honestly do. Wow, I'm sure the listeners would agree with me. They can text us in and say if they agree with us but i actually you know um yeah i i think you're fabulous you just bring so much in every space you're so knowledgeable with so many things and um anyway uh, you're looking refreshed today which is really oh, good i'm i'm killing it like i just just I, I cannot believe that and i brought this up last week i know but i just cannot believe that i'm still on uni break Yes, all you of are my, so all lucky. of my friends have gone back to uni. Right. And we have this week and ne- next week. So still. hold on your friends from the same from uni. A different, from right. a different That's, uni. From a different let's clarify uni. All, all that. All my friends from I got I got friends all over the place. Yeah. yeah. We, and they're yeah. all back in uni now. I'm like, man, you guys like that I, it's getting to the point where I'm like, I kind of want to go back. I'm kind of... That's good. I'm kind of bored. <laughs> like, That's good. That means like, you're going to be pumped when you start. Yeah, absolutely. And it means you're going to smash it out during I the semester so. as well. <laughs> yeah, I really, I really, really Because you, so. you, you get all this extra energy and stuff, you know. So, yeah, yeah. That's great. Well, hey, hey, look look what oh, I've got what, this what morning. Hey, got? I want to share. I, I was looking at some quotes on the uh-huh. weekend. I've got a couple of really good books, and every mm. now and then we share them. But this one's by Lorna Arthur, and the book, little book, it's a little book, Seeking Courage, Inspiration Quotes. And this one for us today is, The heart is a better means of measuring love than science will ever be. The same is true when it comes to God. When it comes to salvation, courage and surrender can be used in the same sentence. Isn't that fantastic? Mm, Absolutely. That's courage. Mm. It is courageous to surrender. Coming up today on our show, we have an interview by Dr. Justin Jackson, who who we speak to regularly on Perfect Blueprint for Health is what he's covering today. Mm. In our news segment, we're going to have things on new beginnings and prayer and in our bible study section we actually continue on with ephesians chapter 2 and we look at the reconciliation that happens through jesus christ so looking forward to that you're listening to the breakfast show podcast on faith fm positively different and we are going to have our first quiz for today. First one is, what was the name of Noah's middle son? Mm. What was? That's a nice short question this morning, exactly. isn't it? To yeah. start the day, Straight we had some long ones yesterday. We had some <laughs> wacky ones. Well, because we had Kelvin we had giving Kel- us all this right. wacky information. Well, we talked about the number eight. It was very it insightful. It was. It uh, was very insightful. Loved by a lot of people. I even got comments afterwards from from people that know me too that were listening. So, what was the name? of Noah's middle son. I almost looked at the answer and gave it, but here we go. The, book, <laughs> the prize you go into the draw for is the book of Daniel, Wisdom for the Wise. It's written by Zdravko Stefanovic. Mm. Like we mentioned, he, he looks at practical and thorough commentary of of the book of Daniel, mm. and it goes text by text. But what I love with his stuff is that he brings it 
in today's he applies it to today's days mm. as well he doesn't just look at you know what happened back there but just makes it an everyday application just really great stuff absolutely zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to call again that question was what was the name of noah's middle son a little hint if you're a vegetarian you will avoid this <laughs> Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to text. Hey, you are listening to the Rep Show. What is happening in positively different news this yes, morning? Yes, so some good news. You know, yesterday when Kelvin was in here, he was talking about new beginnings. How the number eight in the Bible signifies new beginnings, mm. and so our two stories today are about new beginnings. Oh, both cool! Of, both of them, which is really exciting. And so our first one actually comes from the US, but it's actually that one of the London zookeeper, bird keepers from the zoo, has actually gone to the US to actually help with getting kingfisher birds hatched. Mm. So kingfisher bird from Guam is actually called, the babies are called C-H-E-K, spelled S-I-H-E-K, and it's it refers to the Guam kingfisher bird baby. Okay. okay. Or, sorry, or, or another name for the kingfisher bird from Guam. Okay. Now, do you know where Guam is? Guam is an island. Yes. It is a territory of the U.S. Yes. It's somewhere near Asia. It's like yeah. in the Asian yeah, area. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Japanese like to travel there a lot, yeah. particularly. Mm. So it's actually between Hawaii and the Philippines. Sure. In yeah. fact, my cousin and his wife, um, Jerry and occasionally Chet... Uh, Checks in here as well, and mm. so uh, she was she was working out there with my cousin as mm. well, and so they would have possibly come across these or maybe not, because the thing is that these birds are becoming quite extinct. In fact, mm-hmm. there's under 150 of them now in the world, under 150, mm-hmm. and so the thing is that these particular birds in Guam have a lot of spiritual significance for the Camaro people of Guam, who are the indigenous people. Mm-hmm. And for over thirty years, it's they've they've been um, hard, they've been hardly seen for over thirty years. These mm-hmm. birds, and so what Lon- this London bird keeper is doing in in the US is that they're actually looking at trying to conserve these these birds, and so they're breeding them with the hopes to pre- preserve the species, uh, which I think is actually fantastic. And so mm-hmm. next week they're actually going to be releasing the first. Four that are ready mm. to be released. Um, they've, they've hatched, and so now they're going to be ready to release these yes. four of them. The lady's name is Claire McSweeney uh, from the London Zoo, and I thought that's a fantastic story, really, because mm. here it's all about new beginnings, and, of course, in the Bible we're told about how God created, yeah. uh, the, you know, the birds and and all the animals and all of that, and how we are to preserve yeah. them. And you're probably wondering how come they become extinct. Yeah, well, usually it's due to some change in the environment. You know, uh, I think I brought up a story last week. Is like in, in the United States, in Wyoming, they they you know. It, it, there's usually some kind of catastrophic effects that happen as a result of imbalance. I, I, I talked about how in the United, in Wyoming in the United States, how they, uh, they, they drove the, the wolves, the timber, the timber wolves extinct there by, you know, yeah, by just right. hunting them. And then as a result, there was an overpopulation of deer, which led to a overgrazing of the land, which led to a death of a whole bunch of other right. animals. So I'm assuming there was some kind of predator, invasive species, something like that. 
which has depleted the number of these birds. Yeah. But, but it's it's fantastic to hear that they're on the bounce back. But, but what was it in this situation? So um, about 40 years ago, the brown tree snake was ac- accidentally, uh. supposedly introduced. Now, like when I lived out west, uh, we had brown snakes in our mm. yard. I hated them. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but of course. you know you'd be fearful of them. But of course, you know snakes do like birds, and so mm. it's one of the most beautiful birds, and and so important on the island mm. to these people mm-hmm. and God's creation. Mm. You know, is becoming extinct, and I think of the fact that that we are told in God's word to actually look after. And I, and I think of that, that passage where Jesus says, you are of value more than many sparrows. He mm. actually compares us to these beautiful little birds, even sparrows. And mm. so the sparrows matter to him. All nature matters to him, but we matter to him as well even more because yeah. we are we are created in in his image, in the image of God. So yeah, absolutely, and it's great to hear that they're bouncing back and that we can see these beautiful birds. I would I would love to go to Guam. Go, oh, it would be go amazing. Hang out hey. there, check it out. You know these these areas they're just so beautiful, and yeah, if we can go there and they have these uh, beautiful, amazing birds, then yeah, get in. That's amazing. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Hey, another story on new beginning. Mm. There's a tiny baby that was been born in Pennsylvania about six months ago, mm-hmm. and it fit into the mother's hand basically. Wow! Yeah, okay, lit- this literally. Is... So this is really quite an incredible story. She was a first time mum as well, so imagine that being petrified. And her name is Kristen R- Risbon. She went into labour at labour. She didn't have just complications. She started going into labour at 23 weeks. Mm. Pregnancy. Now, normally it's 40 weeks, you know, 38 to 40 weeks. Anything below 35 weeks, the, the child is considered, of course, premature. And the further, further away from those 40 weeks the child is, it's even more premature. Mm. And so she was told that, uh, the baby's not expected to live. Guess how much this baby weighed when it was actually born? Mm-hmm. It was actually one pound, seven oh. ounces. Oh, one pound. Now I, I, I know. Now I weighed six pounds six when I was born. I think I was a seven pounder. I was a little bit heavy. Yeah. So you know, a lot of a lot of babies that are born, you know, full term are around about the six pounds, sometimes seven, eight, and big one is around eight, nine pounds. This one was one pound seven. And so the thing is that it was expected not to live. So she's got this healthy little boy now who was in intensive care for 181 days, Mm -hmm. 181 days. And she's saying now his foot, so, so here's the thing. He could actually almost fit into not just his, her hand, but she says into her bra. And so the thing is now the, his foot actually fits into her bra, she says. And he's got, they've got a picture of, of his beautiful smiling face and he's mm. giving these eye contact and, and, uh, interaction with the parents. And it's a beautiful thing and it's a real miracle. They actually say it's a miracle that this child has been born. And I think again of how, how God, you know, how Jesus, when he came to this earth, he performed so many miracles. In fact, we're not, not mentioned, it's not mentioned specifically about Jesus what, with, with a baby uh, doing a miracle, but we're certainly told that he resurrected the boy who died, um, 
for the widow mm. of Nain. In fact, I've actually been down that street that it's believed that the funeral procession was going, but mm. also that Jairus's daughter was resurrected from the dead. And so for, for Jesus, all humanity is important, no matter what age we are, adults, children, young babies, all matter. And I love the fact that for these people, the, the mother and the father are actually acknowledging the fact that this is a miracle. Yeah, absolutely. That their little boy has been born. Imagine that for your first child to, mm. to go through that. Yeah, and to see him come out of the other side as well oh, and to be healthy. But yeah, that is really amazing and they have been able to experience such a joy from that too. I'm going to continue on. This is The Remnant with Midnight Cry. It's closer now than it's ever been. I can almost hear the trumpet as Gabriel sounds a call at the midnight cry. We'll be
That was The Remnant with Midnight Cry. You are listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM, and we are going to have our next quiz. Mm, Samuel asked me, are these all the sons you have? Who am I? Okay, so Samuel, <laughs> he's looking for a new king, and he, he asked this person, hey, Where's your, where's your kids? Yeah. <laughs> Little clue. It was actually briefly touched on yesterday. Absolutely. Hey, 0491-064-669 is the number to text if you know the answer to that one. What's our prize for this week, Danuta? Yeah, the book of Daniel, Wisdom for the Wise by Stravko Stefanovic. It actually pulls apart things from the Bible in a, in a really wholesome way, of course, not a destructive way, um, and gives you a methodic study of the Bible as well in that, uh, as you follow the book as well. It goes text by text and it also gives wiz- makes you more wise and more knowledgeable in the book of Daniel, really. So that's the key with it. And it's a great book that you want to have. Like I said yesterday, I've actually got his book on Revelation. The book of Daniel and Revelation go hand in hand. Mm. And uh, I, I've, I've just loved it because he just brings out some really fresh and new ideas that, are of course, biblically based. So I love that. Mm. So again, uh, the question is, Samuel asked me, are these all the sons you have? Who am I? Who am I? So we're looking after the person that Samuel actually asked. Yes, of he course. He actually asked who had the sons. So the phone number that you text in your answers to is 0491-064-669 and you're going in the draw for this fabulous book. Mm, absolutely. 0491-064-669. You are listening to The Breakfast Show this morning with Danuta and myself, Lawson. And I'm going to talk about a story this morning. It talks about prayer mm. and it talks about a pastor. His name is Dwight. White Pate. He is the lead pastor of Church Point Ministries in Baton Rouge. So that's in Louisiana, which is an area that I've been. I've been out to New Orleans before. Yeah, we were there just after Hurricane Katrina. And, oh wow! And it was very interesting times, and it was it was a very interesting place. And mm. has it, well, New Orleans itself has a little bit of a reputation about kind of yeah being a bit of a wild party city. Yeah. But it was it was an interesting place to go and to be down there on the bayou and whatnot. Now there is a Pastor, he is from this area, and he has committed and pledged to stay in the prayer room of his church and pray, or to stay on the grounds of the church. They've got a prayer house there wow. until the crime levels of his city reduce, until they go down. True. Like, has he has he said how much he wants them to reduce, or is just saying he's to just reduce, saying, reducing, and he's going to watch that just, happen. In some sense, reduce. Now, wow. when I read That's this, cool. I, I think I just want to get this out of the way first. I just want to say prayer is fantastic. Absolutely. Prayer is the most amazing thing that is needed. Like, this is the way that we invoke the power of God. We live in this world and we give God you know, the ability to work. God is always working. He's working in and through humanity. But when we petition him, he is enabled then to work through us and, and to That's work. Right. In he this. wants us to come to him about it, doesn't he? Absolutely. Because we then say we're acknowledging then mm-hmm. and that we're trusting that he is the one that has the power to overcome evil. Yes. And in this case, what, what this minister is saying is, I believe you have the power to overcome this mm-hmm. evil. But I will say this because mm. I, I, good. That's amazing. <laughs> That's like, that is awesome. I, I don't want what I'm going to say to be misconstrued as me thinking prayer or prolonged prayer is bad. But I have been a little bit uh, whiplashed over the last little bit. You know, we, we follow the news. We look at 
kind of all sorts of situations from all over the world. I've been a little bit whiplashed by pastors doing really radical things because some of the stories that have come out of particularly when I first read this story, I'm like, oh, is this coming out of, of somewhere like Africa? Because recently in Africa, mm-hmm. uh, like, for example, Pastor Mackenzie over there from I think he was in either Ghana or Nigeria in one of these. Oh, he was in Kenya and he encouraged his church members to fast until Jesus came back and like 200 people died. Of course and that so, would. Yeah. And so it was. We all need food. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and so I've just seen, and, and particularly in this space with pastors in, you know, the kind of non-denominational evangelical world taking these big stands. You know, I saw a story come out about a pastor. He was like, God had spoken to me and told me to wear high heels while I was doing ministry so that this is legit. Like, True. Not, not even a joke. I didn't see that one. God <laughs> told me to wear high heels while I was doing ministry so that I could, you know, be uncomfortable. It would be my thorn in the flesh. And I oh, read- man, that was so slow you down in ministry. Exactly. Like, you need your skates on in ministry, yeah. I think, more than anything. And so I read stories like that when I see, sometimes when I see things i'm like oh, i don't i don't know how i feel about this even though uh, from from the outset here it's like pastor praying for the reduction of crime in his city in a serious way i'm like amen but i'm like hey i want to go hand in hand with something else doesn't yeah, it, really? it should go hand in hand with truth like yeah. uh, you know is god really leading us this way and so i i did some you know biblical digging and i was i was looking okay does the bible call for this of course we've got examples in the bible of prolonged prayer my mind goes to the story of daniel and mm. him in daniel chapter 10 for three well you see in daniel chapter six he's praying three times a day mm-hmm. and so he's he's every single day even when he is doing his duties, he's stopping and he's praying. That actually leads to his persecution, but God saves him from that, mm. saves him from the lion's den. Later in Daniel 10, he makes a commitment of three weeks, or he prays for three weeks where he has no pleasant food. He doesn't, yep. you know, wash or anything like this, but, you know, wash in the sense of like, it'd be, I, I believe he did wash, but not like, wash like wash his hair you know like yeah, yeah, like do right. like a full proper yeah, anointing yeah, and washing that kind absolutely. of thing so so he has these prolonged season of prayer and it was after three weeks you know the angel comes to him and answers his prayer and says you know the nation of israel will be restored this kind of thing now uh pastor this pastor dwight pate this isn't the first time he's done this in 1994 he spent seven months seven and a half months in the church building there praying and he was praying for reduced crime in the city and in 2000 he spent five months and then in 2014 he spent 11 and a half months on church ground praying so so it sounds like he has this burden for the crime to yeah to reduce because he's done it before yeah and has he seen the change before? Well, I believe that he has. Something that also goes in hand with his ministry is he sends out thousands of bottles of holy anointed oil. So he gets oil and he prays for the oil and then sends it out. And I was thinking, when I, when I, again, I see something like this yep. and I'm like, okay, is this a monetary thing? Uh-huh. Like, is this a money thing? Is he yeah. trying to make money by selling holy oil? Which for me, as I'm like, that is wrong. Like that is, we, the Bible does encourage us to do anointing and even to use oil. And I've even been a part of an Absolute. anointing before. Yeah, same. You know, to pray over the oil, all of these things. But to make a ministry out of selling holy oil, I'm like, oh. So I saw this and yeah. I was like, okay, maybe, maybe he's doing this. And then I read that, but he sends it out for free. Right. 
And so, so, and how is that holy? So, how does he think the holy oil is going to change the crime? Because really, with crime, wouldn't it be something like would his church be getting on board with him to actually do things in the community exactly. to try and reduce? To try and reduce the crime somehow? I just got to say, like, from everything I've seen so far from this situation, I'm I'm so intrigued because of how unique this is. This is like, Very. I'm going to lock myself in a room and I'm going to pray and pray and pray. Fantastic. And I'm not going to leave until something changes. I'm like, okay, fair enough. And then I'm going to send out, um, while I'm praying, I'm going to pray over oil, which I'm going to send out for free so people can have anointing oil. And, and I'm like, okay, so it's coming from a good place. But is it necessarily the right thing to do? Because, you know, I think of another story of prolonged prayer. For example, the story of Pentecost. Yeah. And they're praying in the upper room. Absolutely. For a decent amount of time. But that time doesn't last months. It eventually comes to they an are, end. They are then called to act, aren't they? Because that's, that's right. the thing. Prayer is one part. The other part is we're called to action. Because mm. people people get to know about Jesus and, and change. In it. So hold on, if we go back and read into the biblical thing, we're actually called for relationship, aren't we, and for community. Mm. And so if he's locking himself in the room, what's he doing about the whole relationship side mm. with the people in the community? Exactly. Of course, in Pentecost, it's 10 days that yeah. they're in, in the upper room. And that amount of prayer, you know, it's fire came down from yeah. heaven on their tongues and, you know, above their heads and, and they changed the world. And, and so... And, but then they went out into their communities. That's and it. So that was the action part. I, I think, again, I look at this. I'm not sitting here from a point of like, I'm criticizing this yeah, guy. I'm no, saying he's all. wrong for praying. I think, man, people need to it's pray for great. their cities. I think that's fantastic. But I, I'm also hoping that in the city of Louisiana that they can be getting out and doing the ministry and, and reaching the city. Mm. And it's great to have people praying. But also, we have a job to do to reach these people and to, we can say, oh, Lord, Please, you know, just stop the people from being, you know, from participating in so much crime and get the police to do a better job, but also reaching them with the gospel too. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. We are going to have our next quiz. Complete John 3.17. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him... Blank, 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 <laughs> blank, blank, blank. So everyone, a lot of people know John three sixteen and sure. forget this one, but it's actually a really important verse that goes in hand in hand Absolutely. with John three sixteen. So it's a complete John three seventeen. For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him. Blank, blank, blank. Give us your answers. Text us your answers. You go in the prize for this week. The draw is on Friday. The book that you will actually receive is Daniel Wisdom for the wise that will give you wisdom and knowledge more and understanding of the book of Daniel mm. uh, Daniel, as you take it hand in hand with the Bible. Uh, text us your answers on 0491-064-669. The question again is, complete John 3.17, for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him blank, 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 blank. Text us your answers, 0491-064-669. Yeah, 0491-064-669. You are listening to The Breakfast Show with Danuta and Lawson. And we have on the phone Dr. Justin Jackson, who is constantly and once a month bringing us our amazing gems from Creation Week. Dr. Justin, how are you this morning? Oh, I'm absolutely fantastic. It's a pleasure to be here. 
Yeah, absolutely. Now, we have been going through, and as we've been considering Creation Week, we've been looking at the blueprint for health. Yeah, it's just amazing. These first two chapters of Genesis describe the perfect environment for perfect health. I think the other thing that we've really been picking up on is that every aspect of this perfect blueprint is is actually under attack by a modern lifestyle. And that's leading to high rates of physical and, and mental disease. Mm, absolutely. Now, last time you were on, we had talked about light pollution and darkness and air pollution with smoke and vaping and, you know, replacing God's perfect atmosphere, unfortunately. But what are we discussing today? Yes, that was day one and two. This morning, I thought we should move on to day three. And day three, if our listeners remember, is the creation day where dry land appears out of water. Mm. Just imagine as majestic rivers and beautiful lakes, streams and waterfalls suddenly adorn the landscape. And there's one river there that it mentions specifically, which goes out to water the earth, not only the trees and plants, but I can imagine the animals there by the river. Mm. Um And I can imagine Adam and Eve stooping to drink from its crystal clear waters. So this morning, our creation gem is is water as the ultimate health drink. Oh, that's fabulous. And God's marketed it, hasn't he? There's a lot, water's mentioned so much throughout the Bible. And, and that, this particular same river is also called in Revelation, the pure river of the water of life, isn't it? Oh, it absolutely is. We, we know that water is essential for life, but I don't think we realize just how important it is and how even perhaps mild underhydration affects us. Because without water, none of the body's functions will, will operate at, at, mm. a, at a, an optimal level. It flushes out toxins from our systems. Um, it keeps the blood at the right viscosity so it can flow freely through our system and prevent clots it lubricates our joints and even our thinking our brain is comprised of so much water and so if if we don't have enough water then we get headaches our memory is impaired um we're fatigued and anxious Mm, but a lot of us you know tend to wait a little bit longer before we start drinking whereas really you're saying with mild Mild dehydration, it's really important because it has a, there's a personal anecdote of hydration and it has short-term effects, but surely there's also, you know, you can tell us a lot even about the long-term effects mm. that can actually happen with that. Yes, no, that's true. And there was a fascinating study looked at um, mice and what they actually studied was the, or the, what they measured, sorry, was the sodium, the salt level mm. in the mice's blood and they discovered that with the mice, if they were dehydrated and their salt level rose just a little bit, that it shortened their lifespan by six months. Wow. Now, that might sound much Oof. for a mouse, but in human years, that's that's about 15 years. Oh, wow. That's they, a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. No, Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Now, we're talking about light and mice here, but is there evidence of the same thing happening with humans? Well, that's interesting. The same authors went on, and just this year in The Lancet, so a very well-respected journal, they published a paper following 15,000 adults for 25 years. And again, they used the the serum sodium, so the salt level, mm-hmm. and 
they found that if it was in the upper part of the normal range, mm. that it was able to predict faster biological ageing and a whole lot of chronic diseases later in life, including heart failure, dementia, mm -hmm. lung disease, stroke, diabetes, atrial fibrillation. So not just one disease, um, a whole a whole gamut. And they found that a level of 142 millimoles per litre identified people. If it was above that, then they were at risk. So water truly is a water of life. So you said that it was in the upper part of the normal range. So does, does that mean our normal range is a bit too, maybe, maybe a bit too high? Like if we're, if, if the upper part of the normal range has such an effect? Yeah, no, you've picked up on a good point there. So a normal range is calculated just from sampling, you know, the, the general population. Mm. And if many people in the population are underhydrated, then that'll, uh, be reflected in the ranges that's generated. In fact, when they look at people, about 50% in survey, so half the people worldwide, don't get the recommended daily intake of cows. Mm. And, you know, we can easily just look at our urine and tell if we're underhydrated. Clear urine equals good hydration. Yeah, absolutely. And so this is incredible. So water just truly is the, you know, the perfect way that God has given us to be able to add use to our life and prevent all these diseases. Absolutely. So the old adage of starting your day with a big glass of water, getting through those eight glasses in total is, is really solid advice. Mm. And I think, you know, we find if we just keep a bottle of water handy or a glass on our desk, um, if our water doesn't taste that great, maybe adding a squeeze of lemon or lime or some Yum. mint. Yeah. Lo love those thoughts. But, you know, so many people these days, it's just easy to go in the shops, isn't it, and just go, mm. going to get that soft drink, going to get the coffee on my way out, call into Macca's on the way, get my <laughs> cuppa, <laughs> get a cup of tea, yeah. energy drinks. So <laughs> how do these all stack up compared to water really though? Well, water is the hands-down winner and absolutely nothing can place water. Mm -hmm. I, I think, you know, it's not called the pure river of soft drink or the pure river of caffeine or the pure river of milk or even the pure river of fruit juice. It's the pure river of water of life. And that's because water is calorie-free, it's hormone-free, um, and it doesn't come with the artificial high followed by the low point and crash of the sweet or caffeinated drinks. Yeah, yeah. So what about the sweetened drinks or the the ones with caffeine in them? Um, they're, they're, I mean, because they are so popular, how does, how does caffeine, for instance, work? Well, it's really fascinating. It has to do with brain chemistry. And the brain makes a neurotransmitter called adenosine, which binds to a receptor on, on the nerve cells in the brain. And when that adenosine binds, it causes drowsiness by slowing down the nerve cell activity. It also causes the blood vessels to dilate to let more oxygen into our brains as well for, for when we're asleep. But to a nerve cell, the caffeine looks like adenosine and it binds to the adenosine receptor. But instead of slowing down the cell's activity, it speeds it up. And another hormone gland, the pituitary gland in the brain, senses this as an emergency and releases adrenaline into our system. And there's a third hormone, um, mm. dopamine, which um, we all know is the pleasure hormone, mm. and caffeine actually releases that. So it's, it's a triple effect. The caffeine blocks mm. the adenosine, 
which makes you feel alert. It then injects adrenaline into your system to give you a boost and it manipulates the dopamine production to make you feel really good. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that all sounds like pretty pretty good, doesn't it? Because it makes you all feel good, feels, makes you feel really high at the time. Uh, but what's the downside of all of that, really? Um, can you share with I us? Think, yeah, the downside is actually really large and really unrecognised. Um, and I think it's coming to light with the popularity of, of energy drinks. Mm. And perhaps the Sentinel um, case was back in 2017, which was the case of Davis Cripe, a 16-year-old teenager. And he was a pretty clean-living guy, wasn't using drugs or other substances, and he wasn't known to have any underlying health problems. He died after consuming a cafe latte, a large diet Mountain Dew, and an energy drink in two hours. And the suspected cause of death was a caffeine-induced arrhythmia. Yeah, so I, I think that we don't really recognise how much caffeine is in these, mm. you know, the, the soft drinks um, like Mountain Dew and then the energy drinks. Um, and it's not an isolated, his case is not isolated. Um, caffeine and energy drinks have been associated with heart attacks in teenagers, atrial fibrillation and other serious arrhythmias. But even just, well, it can, you know, that, that, that's pretty major. But putting the heart aside, um, there's the increased stress, the mental effects of anxiety, poor quality sleep, um, and aggressive behaviour as well that are all associated with, wow. with these things. Mm. It's a really difficult situation as well amongst young people because the reality is, like, energy drinks are one of the most marketed things to us. I know for myself, you know, I keep up with Formula One and motorbike racing and all of that kind of stuff, all of the extreme sports. It's it's those energy drinks that are by far the most pervasive in terms of their sponsorship. And, and even myself coming from a, from a background of, of being an athlete at one point in my life, it was something I was seeking after was a deal with an energy drink company because of the money they brought to the table, because of how much advertising they wanted to do uh, and furthermore like the the energy drink market is pretty i, I was just looking this up is predicted to swell to 72 billion dollars by 2024 so this is a huge thing that is targeting mostly young people and using uh interest area of interest for young people to reach young people you know it, it seems like we're kind of powerless against that almost it, it's a massive problem and again you know it's similar to when we were talking about vaping last time um, young people are particularly targeted and young people are at particular risk. Mm. I think um, one of one of the, the major fears from a medical um, perspective is we talked about the brain chemistry just a moment ago and the use of energy drinks at this age is really skewing the mind to make it um, more susceptible to um, future substance abuse because it alters the reward, the developing reward and addiction centres. Right, in the wow. And so it, it really does um, act as perhaps a gateway drug opening wow. um, cycles of addiction, um, cigarette abuse and other illicit drugs. And a really concerning trend is for young people to combine energy drinks with alcohol, mm-hmm. which 
you know, masks mm. are a sign of inebriation. It keeps them more alert, even though they're just as drunk as they were before. And it results in much uh, higher levels of, of alcohol intake, binge drinking, and then the unwanted consequences of, you know, um, sex, drink driving, and alcohol-related injuries. Mm. Yeah, wow. and it, it's it's harrowing. And I think as you're drawing this link here, it's this, uh, well, these different outcomes that are kind of plaguing our young people. And it seems as though energy drinks are definitely not helping the problem, but <laughs> making us making it worse. Is, is there anything you can leave us with? We're just about to finish. Anything you can leave us with, Dr. Justin? Yeah, look, I, I think... Um, Altering these perceptions, energy drinks are not good for health, even mm. though that's, that's what young people think. And I think it's about having the dialogue like we're having now, you know, with our children, our mm, grandchildren, yeah. our friends, and setting the example with a big glass of water there rather yeah. than or, or alternate drink, yeah. Mm, amazing. Dr. Justin, thank you so much for joining us this morning on The Breakfast Show. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.